Hey, Oasis Church Chicago, Pastor JP here. Hey, we're so glad that you're joining with us on our podcast today. I pray today that this message stirs your faith, that it builds you up, that it draws you closer to the Father's heart, and ultimately that you just feel the embrace of heaven. We would love to stay connected with you and you to stay connected with us. So please feel free to check us out on our website, oasischurchchicago.com, or download our app, Oasis Church Chicago. Also, you can be sure to join with us on our live stream on our YouTube page every Wednesday night and Sunday morning. Now here's today's message. How many of you are thankful that, I think the sun's out. Is the sun out? Oh, yeah. I tried. It was sunny this morning. It's in my heart. The sun is shining in my heart today. In Jesus' name. Well, for those of you that this is your first time here in 2023, Happy New Year. Happy New Year. We had a great time last weekend uh, at a night service. How many of you were here for that? How many of you just loved ringing in the new year with worship and praise and communion? It was awesome. So thank you. But Happy New Year to all of you today. Um, I'm just, it's just a joy to be together. Um, today, I, I have a word. It's, it's, it's probably going to be brief because we're just going to go after the Lord in a moment here. Is that all right? And now, now I say that and you're all like, well, how brief is brief, Pastor? Um, we'll see. But it's brief, and I'm telling myself that, that it's going to be brief. But we're going to go after the Lord in, in, his, in, his, in his glory today. Can we do that? You know, worship team, when you guys began to sing that song, um, I won't sing it. But praise the Father. Praise the Son. Praise the Spirit, three in one. God of glory. Majesty. Praise for what? Praise for what? Forever. To the King of Kings. You know, that's our heart's cry, if you believe that or not. That is your heart's cry to worship your creator. And that's also our, our, our commission, to praise the name of Jesus forever and ever. Come on, how do you know when we get to eternity, when we get to heaven, when we're with him there, that's what we are going to be doing. How many of you believe that and know that to be true? That's what the word says, yes? And so it's really good to begin to work in that now. You know, I just want to say this. You know, this whole thing called life and, and what we believe is bringing heaven to earth here is, is not just, um, just like, a, oh, we got to do this and we get to a place, right? This is, a, this is an opportunity for us to experience heaven now, not the fullness of it. But it's also an opportunity for us to grow, right, today. Because I don't want to get to heaven and, and, and think that I'm like now ready to worship the Lord when this whole time on earth I've just been doing my own thing. Take that as either amen or ouch. But, you know, this is a really, this, this thing called life is a great, beautiful moment. A life in the kingdom, let me say that, believers. It's a moment for you to, to learn what it's going to be like and feel like when we get to heaven. Amen? Because he promises that he wants to meet us now and be with us today. But we're going to get to that place. Whether he shows up here because he's going to return or we meet him through death, physical death, we're going to get to heaven. And when we get to heaven, we're going to do the things that we also did here on this earth. But it's going to be for eternity. So let's start doing it now. Amen? So, like, let's start worshiping him now. Amen? Let's start praising him now forever and ever. Let's give praise to the Father, to the Son, to the Spirit. Three in one today. He's worthy of it. How many of you believe he's worthy of it? Do you believe that? Do you believe he's worthy of it? So let's praise him today. We're going we're gonna to sing that at the end, team. But um, someone asked me recently, what's your... What's your New Year's hope? We were out to lunch on actually New Year's Day. And someone said, what's your hope for the New Year? What's your, what's your resolution per se or, you know, what's your dream and, and goals for this year? 
And truth be told, probably this is the first time in, in a few years that I stopped uh, about in December, beginning of December, and really started to ask the Lord, like, Lord, what do you want my 2023 to be about? I, I, I haven't asked him that in a couple years. I just, I keep just saying, like, you're going to do whatever, yeah, I'm going to hear from you and trust you and lean into you. But I felt like this year there was a really specific thing the Lord wanted me to lean into. And so when I shared it with the, the group, it made me sound really spiritual. And they kind of chuckled. I'm looking at you too. I love it. I love them. You're doing all right. You can laugh in church. You know it's okay? Did you know it's okay to have joy in church? So I, I answered the question. And I said, I feel like the Lord wants me to learn and live and lean into understanding the fear of the Lord. That's what everybody did at the table. Ooh. They were like, I'm experiencing this and this. And I was like, here, let me be the pastor. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Kind of. But when I heard the Lord say that, I was like, what? That's what you want me to learn? And he said, it's not only for you to learn. It's for this house. It's for my people to understand what it means to live in the reverency of Jesus. To live in the reverency of how good and powerful and sufficient he is. Not scared of him. How many of you know that? If you're scared, you're not a child. Amen. Okay. But if you know him and you love him and you've surrendered to him, there's a reverency. There's a, whoa, he's really powerful and good and I'm not, but he calls me really good because he gives me his righteousness. I want to understand what it means and to lean into the power of God more than ever before, to learn his ways, to know and understand his ways, to know and understand his words, to know and understand his knowledge, to understand what he's doing in me and around me, enough of me. I am decreasing, he is increasing. This is the call. I really believe this. May I dare say this is like a prophetic word for our church, that the Lord wants his body more than ever to learn how to decrease. And for him to increase. How many of you want that today? Don't put your hand up unless you really want it. Because once you say that, he starts doing it. But he wants us to, under, to understand and experience that this thing of faith is not a Sunday morning activity. Now, I'm going to preach. Can I preach today? Because like, I, I just, I'm on three cups of coffee. And the Lord is really good. But I'm going to preach. But he, he doesn't just want you to come in and, and worship him in song and, and do all the right things and be all religious. He's not about religion. He doesn't want any of that. He doesn't want the checklist Christian. He wants the sold out, ready to go, let's ride, let's do this Christian today. Because I believe Jesus is coming back. He is returning. Do I know when? No. If someone tells you they know, run. <laughs> But he's, he's coming back for a bride. Do you know that? The great marriage? Do you know this? Can you turn the lights on? They're all sleeping in here. Please, team, there we go. He's coming back. And he's looking for a people that, that are ready and prepared for him to the best of we can we're through the working of the Holy Spirit in us. But he's coming back for people that are like, Lord, you can do in me whatever you want. Lord, I understand your soul. I understand how powerful you are. I've spent time with you. I've walked with you. I've talked with you. I've been with you. I have given my life to you. He wants us to come into the fear of the Lord. Can I tell you the fear of the Lord? There's safety and security. That living in the fear of the Lord, there's protection. And living in the fear of the Lord, there's life. How many of you believe this day? This is a church you can say amen if you believe it. Amen? 
And so as I'm praying this, I'm like, Lord, well, you know, us preachers, we're always sitting there like, Lord, what do you want us to preach? Where do you want us to go? What do you want us to say? And can I be honest with you? All the way up until last night and this morning, I didn't hear anything. You know that's scary as a preacher. <laughs> no, you don't know. You're like, I don't preach. You're like, yeah, tell me. It's not fun. Because you all are staring at me right now going, feed us. And I'm going, okay. Okay, Lord. You know the best church is when we're all self-fed? But also it is our job to feed you. But it's a really good thing. I, I was talking to a brother. He had a prophetic word while he was at the gym today. And he said, he said, he hopes and longs for the day. The Lord longs for the day where we as a body come in. And this isn't us trying to get fixed. This is us coming in with celebration and heart. Because we've self-fed all week long. Come on, right? But as I'm sitting here like, Lord, like, okay, what do you want to say today? He led me to a few different passages of scripture. But the resounding word is a word that I say often in this house. Because, because people remind me that I say this often. The resounding word that I heard from the Lord in this time, and I'm, I'm being very careful with like, I just really believe the Lord said this, was the word that, simply this, your yes matters. Your yes matters. And so I'm like, okay, what, what, what does that mean? <laughs> And the Lord said, listen, Jay, for you and for this house, at the beginning of this year, in this time of 2023, your yes to the Lord matters. It is not a flippant word to him. It is not a, a saying that we say to him because it sounds really good or it makes us feel good. No, our yes matters. And our yes is saying to him, I am choosing to be a disciple of Jesus Christ. I am choosing to go after him, and I'm choosing for my life to take its place, which is in the grave. My yes to the Lord matters today. Your yes matters to the Lord today. At the start of this year, our yes matters. You know, I say that, and I'm, I'm looking at someone in the audience. They, they sing the song, uh, yes, Lord, yes, Lord, to your will and to your ways. How many of you have grown up in church and know that song, right? I won't sing it again, but she, my, it's actually my mother-in-law. She sings that to me. My mom, we used to sing that all the time in the house. But how many of you know, you can say your yes all day long. You can sing those yeses to the Lord. But until you come to the end of self, you're not really saying yes. You're simply putting a Band-Aid on your life. You're simply taking just a shot of, like, goodness. And until you say yes, and what your yes really means is that you are dying to yourself, your yes is not your real yes. My yes is not my real yes to God. Now, this is sobering today, right? This is not somber. You all can smile. Because the reality is this is an invitation from the Lord to come into a greater measure of his glory. How many of you want to experience the glory of God today? How many of you actually want to experience the glory of God? Sip your hand up high. Right? Do you know how you do that? You die and you enter in with your yes into his life. You know, his greatest gift to us is the Holy Spirit. And when we live a life of the Holy Spirit, we get to enter into his glory. Can I tell you one moment interaction with the glory of God radically can change, transform everything in you? Because it's done it in me time and time and time again. Can I tell you one moment in the glory of God, one yes to God and no to myself has brought me, when I'm in a situation and a circumstance, has brought me into a right mind, 
a right, a right understanding, right wisdom, right knowledge, one yes to God into his glory changes everything around me. And today, I just want to talk about that yes for a few moments. Oh, open up your Bibles to Matthew. Matthew 16, if you can. But, but, but also, too, um, if you have a Bible, how many brought your physical Bibles? Yeah, there you go. You get extra points in heaven. The rest of you all, I'm praying. It's funnier than you guys are all laughing today. Okay, cool. My yes to God. Why well, I said physical Bibles. If you have your Bibles, then, then go over to Colossians 1 too. Go to Colossians 1 first. My yes to God, our yes to God, is me saying no to everything, is me saying no to something else. Yes? Do we understand that? That my, my yes to God is saying no to something else. And what's beautiful about this is that this is the goodness of the gospel of Jesus Christ, is that he came and he died for sinners. How many of you were a sinner? He died for you. He died for you. He died for us. He gave his life up for you. No matter what you've done, no matter what you're doing, no matter what you will do, he died for you. He saw you in his eyes. He died for you. That's the goodness and the grace of Jesus Christ. And not only there, he didn't stop there at the cross. He raised the life so that you not only died with him, but you get to be raised with him. How many of you are so grateful for that? And so, so, so my, my yes to him is saying yes to that. His pursuit of me, the Holy Spirit calling me to repentance, calling me to the Father's heart, that's my yes. So when that happens, I'm just, can I just share some good news? You were transferred. How many of you ever been transferred in your job, like to a different department, right? How many of you have transferred, like we, in college I played sports, so like we had transfers coming in. So we had, we had guys on my team in soccer that, that, that were at one school and they, they chose to go into the transfer portal. Isn't that a weird, like, trans, like they were in the portal somewhere, right? And, and they, they got picked up then by our team. And I can't tell you how many times those guys that got transferred would come into our team and be like, this is the best thing ever. Because they just came from a place that they wanted to get out of. Come on. I'm pr they came from a place that wasn't really good for them. And they transferred into a place that they believed in. And when they transferred, they're like, this is life. When you say yes to the goodness of Jesus Christ, you are transferred, like Colossians 1 says, from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of his son, which is light. Your yes brings you into kingdom, the kingdom of light. How many of you are thankful for that? That's your yes. You're not, you're not living in darkness anymore. You're living in light. That's the transferring of our yes. And, and Jesus talks about this. He, he says, listen, I have come so that you may have what? What? Say it like you mean it. So that you might have what? Life. life. I mean, when you say life like this, it doesn't really mean like, well, he called me to life. No, he's called you to life. And Jesus comes and he shows the kingdom of God. He shows how this is possible. He shows how you get to walk in the light of life. And he explains it in Matthew 16. Matthew 16, go there real quick in, verse, in verses 24. Right before this, this is also an account that's in Mark chapter 7 or 8, 8 forgive me. This account of Jesus is really profound. This is right in the midst of Peter just, just missing the mark. How many of you love the examples of the disciples? How many of you resonate with Pete? My hand's up. My hand is up. I'm always like, Pete, I resonate with you, man. I get it. I get it. He's like, I'll never deny you. I'll never do it. Does it? Jesus, don't go and die, Peter says right before this. Don't do it. How dare you? And Jesus is like, Peter, right after he called him the rock, get behind me, Satan. <laughs> oh, I love Jesus. Oh, yeah. 
He's like, get behind me. Why? Peter wasn't thinking the way that Christ was calling him to think. Okay? So right before this happens, and then Jesus goes into these words right here. And I really believe that he, he not only is teaching to the disciples, we get the account in Mark that he's teaching to the crowds. So this moment happens with Peter. Now Jesus is teaching his disciples, and he's teaching the crowd. We would, yes? This is us. And Jesus says right there in verse 24, then Jesus said, that's a good transition, to his disciples, if any of you want to be my follower, you must give up your own way. How many of you are encouraged today? You must not think about it, pray about it, get counsel about it, fast about it. It says you must give up your own way. Take up your cross and follow me. If you try to hang on to it, these are powerful words, but this is Jesus. You will lose it. You will lose it if you keep trying to hold on to your life. Now, hear me. He's not talking about your physical life, per se. There's components of it. He's talking about your soul. Because he continues, but if you give up your life for my sake, his sake, you will save it. How many of you love that? That's good news. And what do you do? And what do you benefit if you gain the whole world but lose your own soul? Is anything worth more than your soul, Jesus says. Jesus says, what is it if you can get everything in the world acquired to you? If you're going to have everything you desire, have it all right there in front of you, yet lose your soul. Is it worth it? No. This is Jesus' invitation to his disciples and to the crowds to say, will you give me your yes? Will you give me your yes? Will you say yes to my ways? And will you truly be a disciple of me, Jesus says. See, these words, right, these words right there, it says this, Jesus said to his disciples and to the crowds, we are a disciple. We are called to be disciples of Jesus Christ, connected to his life-giving waters, connected to his life-giving waters of God's holy presence. This is the mission of our church. We switch the words from being just like followers of Jesus, because you can follow Jesus and still not die to self. But when you're a disciple, you come and you die to yourself and you give him your life and give him all access to your life. A disciple is someone that looks and goes, that is way more valuable and worth following than anything else I've ever had in my life. Right, like what do the disciples say when they get confronted? Like, where else are we to go, Jesus? What else are we supposed to do, Jesus? You've shown us everything. You've given us that. What am I supposed to do, go back to my fishing job? I've seen dead people come to life. Talk about a transferring back to a bad department, like a bad job. We were raising dead people, seeing the this, this, this sick healed. You want me to, what am I supposed to do, go back and catch fish? No, nobody else thinks that way, just me? Okay. Like, where else are we to go? And Jesus is like, make sure you know what you're saying yes to. See, I think in the, the scheme of church, I'm a big church guy. I love church. How many of you love the church? Some of your hands should have gone up. I'm really discouraged by that today. just want you to know that. But somehow in Western Christianity and 
I'm not saying here today, burn it all down, it's all bad. No, it's actually, there's been great beauty in it all. But somehow we've made discipleship and following Jesus this thing where it's an add-on. You ever get to the end of a cart, like in a, in a shopping cart, like online shopping cart, and you can do add-ons? <laughs> Services, add-on. <laughs> like, you're looking at me. I'll just be transparent. Um, yes, 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 yes. <laughs> Babe, I don't know how this thing just jacked up to $75. I don't know, but yes, 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 to every add-on possible known to mankind, right? He's not an add-on to your life. He's none of that. He's either Lord or he's not. Is this okay today? Like, like Jesus calls to them and says, if you want to be my disciple, if you actually want to follow me, to know me, to be with me, I am not going to be an add-on, a supplement to your life. But like we're taking supplements today to help our bodies. I take a daily multivitamin every so often. <laughs> When I feel led by the Holy Spirit to feel better, <laughs> I pull it out of the cabinet, I take the daily multivitamin, I feel better. Judge me. But more than ever, we're all taking supplements to add to our lives. You judge me, you're all doing, whether it's protein supplements, green stuff that you take to supplement the lack of greens in your life, like whatever it may be, you're supplementing your life. Jesus is not the cabinet dietary supplement. He is life in the supplement. He is not someone that we can look at and just go, I'm giving you my life when I need you when I'm in crisis. When I need you when I need the provision. Oh God, I, I swear to you. Don't swear to God, scripture says. But how many of us, I've been, oh, if you just meet me in this need, I'll serve your church for years. And then he does it, and I'm like, I don't want to serve the church for years. Oh, I will give my tithe if you meet this bill. He's not a supplement. He's not an add-on. He's the king. He's Lord. He is all of it. Are you understanding me today? Your yes to him is not a yes to sometimes grab the cabinet, pull it out, and say, this feels really good. I feel more lively today. My bones and aches, they're gone. They feel better. No, it's going, man, you are everything. You are everything. You are my pursuit. You are what my eyes fix on. You are what my mind gives, gives thoughts to. Do I do it perfect? Absolutely not. But how many of you are thankful right now for the Holy Spirit? Come on, put your hand. Are you thankful for the Holy Spirit? Jesus says to them, listen, listen, listen. If you want to follow me, because the real thing in reality is this, the cost of discipleship is, is there's a cost. And in the Western church, we've just been like, you can do whatever you want. As long as we fill the room. Should I go there? As long as we have the right programming. It's like, it's as long as we get to fill, and listen, we want to meet needs. We want to do that. We believe in it. Don't hear me, please. Cipher through some of this. I'm doing the best that I can up here. How many of you want to pray for me, right? Like, right? Like, it's not about, like, not having that, but it's about going, man, like, God didn't give us his life so that we could just show up and feel good. He gave us his life so that we could have life with him. Would you believe and know and maybe say amen to life with God is a lot better than life with this world? And we get that every so often in our spirits, but I believe the call today, knowing the fear of the Lord is going, I want that every day. 
I want the fear of the Lord in my life every day. I want to know that it's better to be with God every day than to not. I would rather make decisions with him than to not. I would rather lean in to him when I'm in a painful moment than trying to fixate it with something. Like, I want him. And he says, listen, the cost of this is real. You know, this doesn't build churches. This doesn't fill rooms because what I'm saying to us today, myself included, is we're dying today. Welcome to church. Bruce, come play the guitar. Like, like we're dying today. We're dying. We're dying. But we're also being raised to life. And he says, listen, if you want to do this, you must surrender your lives completely to me. You must identify with me in suffering and death. And you must follow me obediently. This is the call of a real follower of Jesus Christ. This is the call. Can I give you three things that we're called to do? Can I give you three things? Can I? Even if you don't say yes, I'm doing it. That's funnier in my head than you all. Is it hot in here? I chose a sweater. Why did I do this to myself? When you say yes to Jesus, when you truly say yes, first things first, you give up your own way. I want my own way. You know what that sounds like? Titus. <laughs> I just want my own way. You know what you sound like? A three-year-old. That's my son, Titus, if you don't know. That's what I sound like to God. No? Just me? Okay, let me talk about me. God, I just want my own way. He's like, oh, Jay, come here. Come close. <laughs> let me instruct you. Let me show you. Let me show you what Jesus says. Jesus says, if you want to follow me, you must give up your own way. You must give up your own way. Oh, so Jesus doesn't want me to have my talents and abilities seen by people? No, he really does. But under his way. You mean to tell me Jesus doesn't want me to be successful and have a great business and do the things that he's put in my heart? I'm not saying that. He wants it his way. You mean to tell me that Jesus actually desires for me to understand the will he has for my life? He does, because he doesn't want your way. He wants his way for you. Come on, this is good news. When you say yes to Jesus, what you're actually saying yes to is saying your ways, not my ways. Is this elementary? Absolutely. Is this needed in the church? 100%. Why? Because we have found ourselves to be believers that are choosing our own ways, doing whatever we want to do, and then bringing Jesus into it. The time is now where we're going to look in front of, in our lives and go, your way, not mine. Because if I'm a disciple of you, then you can have your way in my life. This does not feel good. How many of you are not getting your own way? does not feel good. No, just two of you? You guys are awesome. Pray for me, please. Because when I don't get my own way, it does not feel right. I want justified. Justification. I want to get my own way. I will, I will make sure, right, in the flesh, I will do whatever I can to get my own way because I think my own way is the best way. You know what that makes me? My own God. Like, I, like I'm my own God. And guess what? When I died to Jesus, he became Lord. And so if I have plans, if I have dreams, because trust me, I got dreams and visions in my heart. But I have to look at him in this year in his reverent awe and go, Lord, I want your way. If this is what you've put in my hand, if you put this thing in your, if he put this in your hand, then give it to him and say, you can take it all. I want your ways. I'm not saying today you got to go plant a church. 
Some of you might. You're like, oh, Lord, please not me. (laughs) But some of you, you're holding on so tight to your life saying, this is the plans that God has told me. He may have. But once you grasp and grab the hold of the plans he told you, have you disengaged with him because you now are good and have the ways you should go? Or are you inviting him back into the word that he's spoken over your life? This is good news. I'm telling you right now, this will help you so many times in your life because the Lord will speak. He will speak if you're 10,000 steps away from him or you're right there close to him. He will speak to you because he's that good. How many of you believe that? He's really that good. His word will minister to you even if, you, even if you're just sitting there like, I don't want to do this. His word will speak to you. And so when he speaks to you and you receive a plan, you receive insight, you receive wisdom, you have an opportunity to then live it out with him. But oftentimes what I do, let me just speak to me, I get that word and I start going. And I'm like, Jesus, you're good. And he's like, no, 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 this, is, this isn't why I told you. I told you so that you could do it with me the way that I wanted to go. The way, this is maturing. This is maturity in our house right here. This is what will take us to be mature believers. Going, you know what? Yeah, God's called me to do a business. I believe that for many in this room. God's called me to be a business person, an entrepreneur, create, build, and all that stuff. Awesome. He's laid the whole plan out. He's given me the whole business model. Awesome. Praise the Lord. Are you going to let him continue to refine it and bring him into it? Are you going to let him continue to come in and say, no, no, this is my way. Jay, this is not your way. This is my way. Bring it down more spiritually, right, speaking. Well, I want to do what I want to do in the way that I want to do it in regards to my love and affection towards Jesus. And he's going, no, (laughs) that doesn't work. You didn't die. I did for you. So I'm in charge. You're not in charge. Oh, yes, I am, he says to me. No, he doesn't speak to you this way. He speaks to me this way. So you don't get to determine, JP, if you want to give to my house. You you can, because guess what? It's all free will. You can, but if you want to be a disciple of me, you don't get to choose when you want to give to the house of God. You don't get to choose when you want to show up and serve in the house of God. You don't get to choose when you want to love your neighbor. You don't get to choose when you want to give love to somebody else. You don't get to choose that because this is my way. And if you're coming under me, you do what I'm doing, and this is my way. This is a good word. I know it is. That's pride. No, it's just, this is the reality of believing, Jesus, right? This is us going, my yes to Jesus is my yes to saying you in your ways. Can can I tell you something? Wrestling with Jesus, you might have to do it, but in the end, you're not going to win. Somehow we think we're going to win. I'm going to wrestle with Jesus, wrestle with the Lord, and I'm going to win. You're not going to win. But what he's saying to you is, come under me. Come to me. Bruce, can you come up? We give up our lives now. You know what it's saying? It's denying self. It's not, it's, it's not the same as self-denial. Hear me. You with me? Hear me. When he says give up your own way, what he's saying is, is not self-denial. It's denying self. There's a difference. Hear me. Because you can self-denial all day long. You can stop the Instagram searches. You can stop the Instagram. You can stop the social media. You can stop X, Y, and Z. You can stop it. You can deny yourself of things. Hello? How many of you have ever like, been like, I need to stop eating junk food for 30 days? Nobody? I need to stop eating ice cream every night before I go to bed. My hand's up. It's a denial. It's a denial. I'm just, I have to. I have to. That's, that's, that's self-denial. I'm not going to give in to the, to, the, to the freezer every night. Y'all laugh. It's a real thing. Pray for you, brother. We used to have on stock 
all the time. Ben and Jerry's on tap all day long. Thank you, Ben and Jerry's, for all the, for all the years. It's <laughs> not what he's saying when he says give up your way. He's saying give up your life. Give up the authority. Give up being captain of your own ship. That's what he actually says by denying self. We practice self-denial and for good purposes we occasionally give up things or activities, but we deny self when we surrender ourselves to Christ and determine to obey his will. That's what he's saying, give up your way. Follow his way. Another thing is this is, to be frank, to follow Jesus, you gotta take up the cross. Now I've grown up in a Pentecostal charismatic where he's like, you go take up the cross. I've seen people carrying crosses down in services, guys. It's like real. It's real. Like, Lord, help me. It's like real. Yeah, some of, the, some of those times, like, I, you all laughing. You're like, what are you talking about? Like, people in the church are like, give me the cross. And they're like walking down the stage. I'm like, eight-year-old kid, like, what's happening? That's <laughs> funnier to me than anybody out there. I think it's hysterical. The things we did in church, it's awesome. They were trying their best. We're trying our best. But we love the idea of wearing a cross. We love the idea of getting it tattooed on you. <laughs> we love all of that. We're like, it's so glorious. This is amazing. But the reality is this. Saying yes to Jesus, the cross is the most brutal, deadliest, ugliest thing ever invented in mankind, in my opinion. Jews weren't even allowed to be crucified on it because it was only for the, the, the Roman citizens and Roman people. They weren't, like, it's so gruesome. It was so gruesome that the fact that Jesus was killed on that thing was against, like, all rule of the land, law of the land. It was brutal. Are you with me? This is good news, I promise, I promise. The cross is not some glorious thing. And yes, because of what's happened in it. But Jesus says to us, hey, your life, you got to take up your cross too. He says, I'm going to take up the cross for you, but you got to take up the cross. So you know what that says? I'm dying to myself then every day. I'm dying to self. You know, as a parent, I have to die to myself 47,000 times a day. Anybody else? No, but no parents? Oh, thank you, parents. Like, I have to die to myself. Because <laughs> Why? I'm called to serve them. I'm called to love them. Do I always want to? It's really hard. <laughs> Notice I didn't answer that. It's really hard. But you know what I'm called to? Be a dad. It's the greatest calling in my life. But I have to die to myself. I want to sit on the couch sometimes. I just want a, just want a moment. I just want a moment. And then come running in, da, 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 da. I'm like, okay, we're back at this, baby. Let's go. It's not just dying to self in that way. That's really good, and he's calling us to do that. It's dying to self. It's laying bare before him, going like, man, I deserve none of this. The moment you think you deserve this, you have entered into prod. I don't deserve any of this. So whatever you want me to do, God, you pray that prayer. Be ready. Whatever you want me to do, God, I will do it because I'm taking up the cross that you went before me and you've called me to bear. I'm going to do it for your name. I'm going to do it for your name's sake. This is not self-harming yourself. This is not saying disease and sickness is a cross you have to bear. We don't believe that here. Hear me. Yes? Yes? Did you hear that? 
oh, I, I, I've known people, it's just like, well, this is my portion. This is my cross to bear. No, that's not in alignment with what we believe in the scripture. What I do believe in the scripture is this, is that you're called to die to yourself. Because I've met many people that have been inflicted with sickness, but are still out there loving the Lord with all their heart, soul, mind, and strength, and believing that God did not call them to that, but God called them to be a vessel for his kingdom in the midst of it. Do you see how that... Do you see? It's like, so I gotta, I gotta harm myself? I gotta get on the cross? No. You have to get before him, though. And you have to say, God, I, I'm dying to myself. And when I die, you know what you receive? Glory. You receive the glory of the Lord. Are you okay today? Like an experience of God's glory, a richness of his mercy, an abundance of his grace. This is good news. So if I say no to the flesh and to the world, what I'm saying yes to is to a cross. And you can take whatever you want. You can take my desires. You can take my ambitions. You can take whatever you want because I'd rather be on a cross with you than stuck in the world without you. When you say yes to God, you're saying yes to a life. That's really hard. I was saying with the guys, I'm, I screw it up all the time. I'm always confusing. The door is narrow and the road is hard. I always say the door is hard, the road is narrow. It's not to scare us, it's to tell us as believers. This thing is not, once again, just something we get that's really cool and tingly and I get the vibes and the feels and all that stuff. No, this thing's real. And can I tell you, it's worth the honor and glory when we get to him face to face and he's like, oh, Jay, come on in, man. You've done it. You've messed up a bunch, but you've done it. And I'm like, I know I have. Thank you for letting me in. It's his cross. And the last thing is this. We gotta follow him. Our no to the world and yes to him is saying, we're following you. Can I tell you one of the most detrimental things to a life of a believer is we get ahead of God. I, I, that'll preach. You all right? I can't tell you in my own life when I've had counsel come to me and say, Jay, you're getting ahead of God. I'm like, no, I'm not. For I know the plans he has for me. Plans to prosper me and not to harm me. Plans for hope in the future. Weeks later, months later, I'm like, I got ahead of God. Dang it. <laughs> Notice that this comes right after Peter says, Jesus, don't go do that. You don't have to do this. You don't have to die. And he says, Peter, get behind me. Get behind me. You know what he's saying to Peter? Follow me. Some of you, you're so tired of this because you're trying to get ahead of him. You're trying to tell him what your plans are. Just commit your plans to the Lord and they will prosper. But do you know that there's like a scriptural balance to all that stuff? You can commit your plans to him when you understand you're behind him. But somehow we're just like, church, just keep telling him your plans. He's going to prosper you all day long. It's like, maybe, because he's really good. But he'll work in you when you get behind. You know, the kingdom of God is militant. Do we know that? What's the highest level? General? General? Is that the highest level? I think so. I'm looking at some of you guys. Yeah, yeah. He's the general. I'm a civilian. I don't get to walk in the general's office like, I got this guy. Here, take a seat. I'm in charge today. He look at me like, what the mess? But we do it with God all day long. Okay, this is encouragement for 2023. The fear of the Lord, it will enter your life. The glory of the Lord will enter your life when you start to say, I'll take a back seat. 
You know how much more freeing it is to let him go ahead? You know how much more life-giving it is when he goes ahead? Because that's what you're saying yes to. Amen? That's what you're saying yes to. God, not my way. I'll take up the cross. I'll live a life that you, whatever you want me to do. If you want me to have nothing, I will have nothing. If you want me to have this, I will have this, but I'll give you glory in it. I will do whatever you want for me. And God, I will surely follow you. I will not, to the best that I can, through the power of the Holy Spirit, through intimacy and connection with you, I will try to not get ahead of you. That's what we say yes to. Do you understand that? Saying yes to Jesus is all these things. Can I tell you a couple things that you get when you give him your yes? Your life starts to actually matter. Saying yes to God, your life starts to actually matter. Because so many in this room right now, you want your life to matter for something. How many of you want your life to matter? Every hand should go up because we believe it for you, whether you don't believe it or not. Hand up, hand up, put them up high. We want your life to matter. He wants your life to matter. He wants you to go out into your spaces, to the city, and change them with the gospel and the authority and the power of the Holy Spirit. He wants your life to matter, but it doesn't happen by you inviting him in. It's by us getting behind him and following him. Your life will matter. There will be significance of your life when you start to do this, right? You get your souls protected. He says, what is this whole thing? You gain the whole world, yet lose your soul? Like, like, church, wake up. You gain the whole world. You can know all the songs. You can know all the scriptures. You can know it all, but your heart can be so far from me. Lord, Lord, didn't I heal people? Didn't I prophesy? Like, didn't I do this? And he's like, I don't know you. It's one of the most sobering texts in the Bible. But when you get behind him, when you die to him, and you open up your life to him, your soul gets covered by him. So I don't have to fear. I don't have to worry. I don't have to doubt. I don't have to wake up with anxiety and wonder where I'm at. I'm with him. And he wants the same. He gets near to you. James 4. We draw near to him. He comes near to us. How many of you are thankful for that? You get the nearness when you say yes to him. How many of you are thankful we serve a God that he comes super close? You get his authority. I'll leave that one for another time. You get his shepherding. You get his tender mercy. You get his grace. You get him. Your yes today, once again, even if you've said yes to him for 25 years or two years or two months, your yes today, once again, is a recalibration of who you are in him. Your yes to him is not this spiritual supplement add-on thing. It's him. It's you going, I'm done. See, some of you have been so disappointed. You've been tired of the letdown, and there could be factors to that that I don't know. So you've stopped giving him a yes. Oh, Lord, I'll wait for that spouse. I'll get on my face before God. I'll seek you. Week goes by. Oh, okay. Um, this is real. I know it. I, I understand it. Okay, well, I will, I will pray, but I'll also get on a nap. And it's like, okay, Lord, he owns a Bible. He's good. And the Lord's like, does this make sense? We go from like, Lord, I'll seek your face until you bring about the right person to like, he owns a Bible. Let's ride. <laughs> Rachel's shaking her head at me. I'm like, it's like, how did that, how did that go from this to this so fast? Because you're disappointed. He wants to heal disappointment because when you give him your yes, he brings you into life. This is the goodness of gospel. Amen? Send your feet.